And it is Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025. The game, Floyd, I have the list in front of me. It's not a good list. List of? Titans quarterback starters since Steve McNair last started for the Titans. Marcus has the most starts with 61. You ready for the list? Okay. Mariota, 61. Vince Young, 47. Kerry Collins, 32. Jake Locker, 23. Matt Hasselbeck, 21. Zach Mettenberger, 10. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 9. Charlie Whitehurst, the Wizen Hunt Special, 5. Blaine Gabbert, 3. Matt Castle, 2. Rusty Smith, 1. And Matt Mock, 1. Ryan Tannehill will join the group on Sunday when he makes start number one. That is not a very pretty list. So, Mariota, does he have a chance to win the job back in 2019? We talked about what Eddie George said yesterday about Steve McNair in 2000 when McNair had to come back into a game for O'Donnell and how that changed everything. This is what Eddie said about Marcus's confidence. Sometimes, you know what, it's okay. In 2000, Steve McNair kind of was going through the same thing. Okay. He got hit in the chest against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, Neil O'Donnell comes on. The crowd cheers because Steve is out because he wasn't playing that well. Steve didn't want to play football anymore. Really? Two weeks later, we yeah. go to Pittsburgh. Neil O'Donnell plays. Three quarters in, he gets knocked out. Steve comes in, throws the winning touchdown, he's back on track again. Right. So I say all that to say maybe... For Marcus, it's time to just take a reset, get reignited, reinvigorated. Yeah. And when he comes back out there, if and when that opportunity comes, he'll come back a different player. So it sounds like Eddie's not ruling out the idea that Marcus could come back and play for the Titans. Now, Kurt Warner on NFL Network, Hall of Fame quarterback, was asked his thoughts on Mariota. Here's what Kurt said. Interesting move at this point in time, uh, but I think we all knew there was a lot riding on this season for Marcus Mariota. Um, you know, I'll just say I won't be surprised if he plays some more football for the Titans this year. Um, but in the long term, I, I don't believe his future is with this team. I believe that after this year, they've seen what they've seen. He hasn't necessarily convinced them that he is a franchise guy. They're not going to go out and pay him franchise-type money um, moving forward. And so uh, I believe he may play some more this year, but I don't believe he'll be a Titan long term. Floyd, what do we think? Does Mariota have a shot to win the job back at some point this year? Kurt Warner says short-term yes, long-term no. What do you think? Well, I, I don't – I mean, I'm not sure I'd use the phrase win it back as much as I think Tannehill can lose it. And and if Tannehill loses it, then, of course, Marcus, gonna, Marcus will step in. Well, Marcus um, won't get an opportunity unless Tannehill stinks or gets hurt. That's what I'm saying. So if he's not if, – if Tannehill goes out there and messes up – you know, his 10-week audition, then, yeah, I mean, Marcus could get another shot. Um, that's why I'm hoping. I mean, and, and Tannehill knows this. Tannehill knows this is a, this is as good an audition for for the Titans and for the league that he could ever ask for after leaving Miami. And if, if you know, as bad a situation as this team's in right now at 2-4, and four, if he were to find a way to straighten this out, I mean, his next contract would be off the charts. So, I mean, I think, and I think he realizes that. So, can he do something about it? Well, let's hope. That is so optimistic, though. Like, I mean, like, in all seriousness, you do you really think that Ryan Tannehill is going to go out there and? I mean, I think Tannehill can win games because your defense is good. But do you really think Tannehill is going to be just? I mean, Case Keenum won games when he had a good defense in Minnesota. 
And Case Keenum is, you know, bottom of the barrel NFL starter. Like, to me, Tannehill's a little bit better than Keenum, but that's, that's what he is, is he's what he was in Miami, which is he can throw and he can win some. Well, yeah, but that's, not, that's not the point. I mean, the point is somebody's got, somebody, and I don't know who it would be, is going to be sitting out there without a quarterback. And if a guy that, you know, played eight games and went eight and two and got the team into the playoffs, uh, you know, if you've got a chance to get that guy, yeah, I mean, you're probably going to take a shot at him. So that's that's my point, which is there'll be and there'll be enough teams out there looking for a quarterback that, you know, you'll have some suitors, whoever they might be. And and because of that, I mean, he's got a chance to to get right back into the fold. And he, now what he does with it after that, you know, who knows? Do you think Mariota can win the job back? If Tannehill goes out of a game because he's hurt, Mariota brings you to victory. Like Eddie said, can that reset everything and Mariota get right back oh, to where he if, was? If Tannehill gets hurt and goes out or gets pulled, I mean, doesn't matter. Yeah. At that point, is the season over if that oh, happens? We're done. There's no shot of Mariota coming back and salvaging this season. No. No chance. No chance that, like, let's say this week against the Chargers, knock on wood, this week against the Chargers, it's a two-point ball game with five minutes left, and Ryan Tannehill, because this offensive line can't block, Ryan Tannehill gets lit up. Marcus comes in the game. Marcus leads you down the field, and your double-doink kicker, who has not kicked yet, which is, by the way, a humongous deal no one's talking about, your kicker goes out there and hits the game winner, uh, and you win. And Tannehill's going to have to miss another week. And Marcus starts. And you play Tampa and you win. Marcus can't salvage the season. Marcus can't turn things around. Marcus can't get the job back, run with it, get this team into the playoffs, and be the starter in 2020? I think if they thought that, they'd never be going through this whole exercise. I mean, Tampa benched Jameis Winston twice last year, and he's their starter right now. Oh, yeah, but I'm not sure that we're Tampa. So, I mean, I, I don't think – I think if they thought that was an option, that they would have thought pulling him out last week would have shaken him up enough that he would now, you know, realize what's going on. And and because they didn't give him that opportunity again, I think in their mind they're saying, okay, he's done. Do you think when Vrabel pulled him out – now, I'll just say the vibe around both those guys yesterday – was that it's over. I mean, that was the vibe from Mariota yesterday, was it was like, it's over. He knows it. it's over here. But do you think that there's a chance that Mariota could get back out there? We'll take your phone. 615-737-1025. Jerry is up next on how the Titans can salvage the season. Go ahead, Jerry. They need to shuffle up things. They need to go to maybe a, like a West Coast to where the ball gets out quicker. Okay, that's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen. And your phone's driving me crazy, so I'm going to let you go. That I mean, that's not going to. They're not going to fundamentally change the offense at this point in the season. You can't do it. No. So that's not going to happen. And the idea of you know what, let's run the wildcat. Like that's just not. Yeah, run and shoot. No, that. like it's no. A, like no. none of that stuff's going to happen. They're not going to bring in a new coordinator or something like that, Jeff. Is up next on the Titans quarterback hypothetical. This probably worries me. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. All right, so I have a hypothetical. Given the talent that the Titans currently have 
around the quarterback position on the offense and with the defense that we have. If you had to rank all of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now from best to worst, who is the worst quarterback that could get us to the Super Bowl? Boy, that's like an on-the-spot question. Thank you for your call. The worst quarterback that could get us to the Super Bowl? Yeah, like if you made Tom Brady the quarterback of the Titans today, I feel pretty good that Tom Brady could get the Titans to the Super Bowl. I feel like Patrick Mahomes could get the Titans to the Super Bowl. I feel like Aaron Rodgers could probably get the Titans to the Super Bowl. I don't think Derek Carr can get the Titans to the Super Bowl. So where in between there, who's like the, the worst, best quarterback that you feel could get the Titans to the Super Bowl? I mean, I'm not sure that I feel any of them could get us to the Super Bowl. You don't think Brady could get the Titans to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I'm not. You still got Brady playing in New England? You got Brady playing here. I know, but I mean, do you have another Brady playing in New England? Yes. So you've got to beat New England? You got better defense in New England. No. New England's got the best defense in football. Do they? Yes. They're giving up five points a game you or something. You got the second best. Yeah, but they're playing the Jets in Miami. and uh, I don't You know, you're playing Atlanta. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, like maybe Rodgers could get you to the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. Like, that's just a... It's kind of a wild question, for whatever it's worth. But it, I mean, it has no credence. You're not going to get Rodgers. You're not going to get Brady. You're not going to get Mahomes. You're not going to get Russell Wilson. You're not going to get any of those guys. Like, you're, you're just not. You have to hope that you can draft the next Russell Wilson this year or whatever. Like, that's, that's kind of the hope in there. Michael Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser weigh in on how Mariota should feel. We'll get into what the PTI guys had to say. That's next. 615-737-1025. It's Jared and the GM. Let me tell you about my guy, TJ Anderson. That's right, TJAndersonHomes.com. It's part of Benchmark Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, you got to get with TJ today. Why? Because TJ Anderson Homes is the best. TJ is a normal guy just like me and you, and TJ knows this market. Just like I know radio Floyd knows football. We're all experts at what we know. TJ's this way about the market. So if you're buying or selling, get get with TJ. Give TJ a call and let him take good care of you. TJAndersonHomes.com has thousands of people going there every day. So list with TJ and those thousands of people will see your listing every day. It's simple. TJ Anderson Homes. And if you want to, if you've got a home and you just want to catch up with the value, is it a buyer's market, seller's market? Text radio, R-A-D-I-O. Text RADIO to 615-866-4670 to get your home's value. I do it with my home so I can keep up with it, so it's easy. Text RADIO to 615-866-4670. That's 615-866-4670 to see your home's value, and you'll get updated monthly. That's TJ Anderson Homes, online at tjandersonhomes.com. Jared and the GM, live from the wholesaling studio, powered by rumbleon.com. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Even so, is Marcus Mariota or his days as the starting quarterback for the Titans done. primarily done, done. right? Yeah. They have to be at this uh, point. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't. There would be no empirical data for you to justify Go, yeah, continuing to have yeah. him be your starter in the future. This is year five, and they didn't, they didn't right. do the contract. And, and, I mean, and it's, it's five yeah. offensive coordinators, a couple different head coaches, tons of change around him. He's... Our new age, Alex Smith. This is how Alex Smith started his career in San Francisco was a bunch of change, right? So he needs to go to a place that 
Um, so they read. Yeah, and, yeah. G- and puts them in a place that, in a system, in a, in a style of offense that fits Well, him. and you never know, a change of scenery for him might be the best thing as well. That was NFL Live saying, hey, maybe a change of scenery is the best for Marcus. Maybe. I don't know. I think a lot of fans here are ready to write Marcus off as he may never be a good franchise quarterback. I don't know. Just the tea leaves here. Floyd says he's already done with it and all of that. I have come up with, I think, 20, th- 22 quarterbacks you can't get. There are 22 quarterbacks you can't have. Five, I'm for sure you could probably get if you wanted to be the, the next quarterback of the Titans. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that maybe you could get next year to be the starting quarterback of the Titans. Does that make any sense? <laughs> sure. Well, we'll get to that list in a second. But first, what the PTI guys had to say about Mariota. The question on PTI is how should Marcus Mariota feel about being benched for Ryan Tannehill? And they started with Tony Kornheiser. Marcus Mariota should feel blank about losing his job to Ryan Tannehill. He should feel forlorn. If Ryan Tannehill proved anything while he was at Miami... He proved that he was a very ordinary quarterback. When Marcus Mariota came into the league, it was with the hope that he would be an extraordinary quarterback. Now, he did get to the playoffs one year and win a playoff game, but not for Mike Vrabel. And this year, Tennessee is 2-4, and and Mariota's record in his fifth year is 29-32. and I mean, it's, it's one thing to be benched. To be benched for Tannehill is insulting. I think this feels like... Mariota is on his way to what we call Scrap Heap City. So that's what Kornheiser <laughs> said. He said to be benched for Tannehill is insulting. So here are a lot of people in Nashville who are trying to get excited about the idea of Ryan Tannehill. And I told you, 5% of me believes Ryan Tannehill can turn this around for the Titans. Which means there's 95% of me that says the season's over. I mean, I really feel like the season is over. And I hate this. Because... It is. It makes for a miserable November and a forgetful December when your team is just so out of it. And that's what it feels like with the Titans. But it sounds like Kornheiser says it is insulting to be benched for Ryan Tannehill. Do you agree with that? Well, no. I mean, I mean, if you get benched, again, that t- Tannehill has nothing to do with that. You know, that's all Marcus is no, doing. No, Tannehill has something to do with that. Blaine Gabbert was the backup quarterback. Blaine Gabbert would not be starting this week. After that performance last week, he, he Marcus would have been pulled. Now, could he have gone back in this week? Marcus would be going back in this week uh, if that, that Blaine may, Gabbert. That, that may be right. If Blaine but, Gabbert were the backup, but, Marcus would be going back in. I mean, with Tannehill, that's the reason they brought Tannehill in. I mean, I think they had no, they brought Tannehill about in. this. They didn't bring Tannehill in in case Marcus sucked. They brought Tannehill in in case Marcus got hurt. Either way, they brought him in because they knew he was going to play. And they knew he was going to need to win games for them. So, I mean, he's. I think he. they felt like this was the best thing they could do. And they had to pay more than they wanted to. But, you know, we'll see if it pays off. Hopefully it does. Yeah, I don't have a good feeling about it. Again, 95%. Of me thinks the season is over. Meanwhile, Michael Wilbon said instead of being insulted, uh, Mariota should feel a little differently. Mariota should feel angry about losing his job to Tannehill because, as you mentioned, 
Uh, you mentioned Mariota's record. Tannehill's record is 42-45 and 45 career. And while Mariota has won a playoff game, a road game in Kansas City. Tannehill never got to Tannehill's never even been in the playoffs. He's had one winning season. Right. So you should feel angry about this. And Vrabel, to me, this just seems like one of those short-sighted decisions that in two weeks, maybe even less, is going to go, oh, we got to go back to Mariota because Tannehill threw five picks. Because we've, we've, we've seen this movie already. Do you, so think, you, just do you, think, Vrabel, do you think Vrabel fears for his job, and he makes this you know move? What? I, do you you think? know what, Tony, as quick as people pull the hook now, I understand why all coaches fear for their job. So I actually disagree with that. I think that if they were wanted to protect their job, they would have left Marcus in for the whole season. Because if you leave Marcus in for the whole season, then you're guaranteed a next season. And I don't think Vrabel will get fired at the end of this year. But the one thing that could doom them is if they make the move now and let's say the Titans don't win another game. If the Titans go 2-14, and 14, Mike Vrabel's not coming back as the head coach of this team. Vrabel's coming back anyway. No, they're not. Not okay. if they're 2-14. and 14. Okay. Just like you said, Mike Malarkey was coming back no matter what, and he didn't come back. So if they go 2-14, and 14, that is like the one thing. If the season completely falls apart and you're literally 2-14 and 14 or 3-13 and 13 or something like that, that is the only way I believe that J-Rob... And Mike Vrabel get fired. They both come back. I don't care what the record is. They both will be back. How can you bring them back if this defense yields a 2-14 record? Guaranteed. Because who's going to take the brunt? We've talked about this. The quarterback's already yeah, taken quarterback, it. No, quarterback's still here. It's quarterback not his fault. has to play. Quarterback is out of there. It is not it's his fault if they the go 2-14. I mean, if you go two and fourteen, it's going to be because of the quarterback. If they go eight and eight, then yes. But if they go two and fourteen, and the, you can't blame that on the quarterback because you changed him on October. Well, it 16th. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one it is. Well, it's not going to be Tannehill's fault. And whoever the quarterback is, it's going to be their fault. No. What are you on drugs? No, I'm just being honest. Who, who, who's it going to be? It'll if you go two and fourteen. You're, you're, the, you're the, the owner, coach will be fired. or you're the president, or you're the GM, and your choice is you can blame two quarterbacks that neither have a winning record, that neither have any clout, that nobody is really in love with, or you can ha- go out and have to find a new coach and find a new GM. There's no comparison. I guarantee you. Does the coach get to pick who to blame? They'll be fine. The coach doesn't I get to pick It's you not going to take make any difference. The fans and the owners. Anybody will look at this and say, "Hey, the quarterback that was supposed to be the guy is now gone. It's all dissolved. It's all off. So now, what are we doing? Well, we've got to find a way to get a new quarterback, some way, some shape, some form." Ian, if the Titans go two and fourteen, are Vrabel and Robinson back? Yes. I can't see it. Oh, it's no. There's no, It's not even going to be close. I cannot see it. It's not going to be close. How can you bring the court, the coach back? I mean, to me, they're burning the card now. So they're burning the blame. It's Mariota's fault. Is now the two and four it, record is Mariota's fault. That's what they're saying now. If if uh, Tannehill comes in here and Tannehill stinks it up just as much, and they're going back and forth at the end of the year, and even Logan Woodside or some other bum comes in and finishes a season with a game, then I mean, you out. They're out. They, they will clean house if this team is two and four. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Guaranteed. 
Guaranteed. How much are you guaranteeing? Guaranteeing. With what? I let Ian write it down. Put it behind. No, put it on the mahogany. Put it on the mahogany. Put something important to you put on it, the mahogany. I'll put it. Put it down there any way you want. I'll put it on the list. Of there you go. Take yeah, list. put it on the list. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I believe there is there. I mean, now this would have to be drastic. Five and eleven, they come back. But if you're two and fourteen. I don't think they're coming back if they're 2-14 and because I don't think this fan base, you can't, you'll play in front of a stadium with five people there next year. They can't do that. You'll play in front of a stadium for the last two they're months with five people there They're going to go out and that. they're going to get a new quarterback and this new quarterback will have a little pizzazz and there'll be people coming just to see the new quarterback. Especially if you get somebody that's got a name. Jalen Hurts, somebody like that. You bring him in. Oh, I guarantee you. I might people. quit if they draft Jalen Hurts to be the well, next quarterback. I, I don't know who they draft, but you got there are people out there that would have the name. If you could get them and bring them in, people would be flocking just to see him. Okay, we got a bunch of calls to get to, and I want to get to them. But, but first, Crispy will join us, as he always does. The Predators take on Arizona tonight, so we'll get a little check-in with Crispy. And I've got a complaint about the Predators I want to get Crispy's opinion on, so we'll do that. And then we're right back to your Titans calls, as always. 615-737-1025. Hey, do not miss the pregame show. That's right. Start your morning off with a kickoff special time, 10 to 1230, followed by the pregame show with former Titan receiver Chris Sanders and Jared and the GM. Live from the George Jones on 2nd Avenue downtown this Sunday special time 12.30 to 2.30 prior to the Titans in the Chargers. The pregame show is brought to you by Wholesaling, powered by RumbleOn.com, Kubota Tractors, your Middle Tennessee Kubota dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Crispy is coming up next. It's Jared and the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. Jared and the GM, ESPN 1025 The Game. We'll get back to the Titans calls in just a second, but... The Predators in their road trip tonight against Arizona. Then after that, they're back here this weekend, and they're back here next week. And it is time to talk to the master, one Terrence Arthur Crisp. Crispy, I got something to start off with you that I I can't believe I'm saying. I know it's October. It's only October 17th. But right now, where I sit, I do not feel like I have anything to complain about with the Predators right now. Goaltending, good. Forwards, good. Power play, they've been scoring on it. Defense, which was a complaint, they locked it down the other night against Vegas. Crispy, help me out. I don't know what to complain about. Okay, one quick question. Before we, is the GM with beside you? Uh, yes, he is. GM, take his temperature. Yeah, he's running a fever. He's no, got. Really. He's been delusional all day. He's so hallucinating. This is fine. He yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> GM, tell tell the radio station to put this one on tape. We got to we got to keep this and remember. Yeah, but I got to right. tell you, little guy, I totally agree. I totally watched him the other night. We had that one rough night, uh, the first one out yonder. And then when he went into Vegas, I'm thinking, oh man, Vegas is just going to run because they got a tough, miserable team and they come at you, but. The guys played as good a hockey game as I've seen them play in a long time. From start to finish, from goaltender to defense, et cetera, yes, I'm very impressed with our team right now. Something I said yesterday, Crispy, was I felt like even though it's a mid-October regular season game, which obviously doesn't have the same amount of weight as game two of a playoff series, I don't know, like that was a great win 
the other night at Vegas. I mean, Vegas is red hot. They're almost unbeatable at home. You go in there, you give up a lead, so you're down 2-1 and you lock them down for the second and third periods. I mean, and it was there was ton of there was a ton of hustle like the Forsberg goal. There was a lot of physical play. You got Yossi getting into a into a fight with Mark Stone, and then you got goals on the power play and the defense, which had been I think my big concern throughout the first five games or whatever. The defense shut them down. Like I, I, I felt so good about Tuesday's win. Is that crazy or not? No, no, it's not. And I have to go along with one of your statements you said that said there that um, I've, I've had no problems all along with our offense. I mean, we, we know what we've got there. It's going to gel. The chemistry will hit. My defense had me a little worried staying up some nights a little late, maybe having the extra little uh, glass of vino to calm my nerves. <laughs> but I, but I, I see them now starting to come in, starting to round out, starting to get comfortable, and starting to play the type of defense. And Coach Laviolette, our last home game, um, he alluded to that in his post-game uh, talk with us, with uh, Kara and them, that yeah, we were playing well, but he still was not happy with the mistakes we were making, the unforced errors that we were giving to other teams, especially in our zone, and letting them back in the game or letting them get an early lead. He said that's the one thing that they wanted to really, really buckle down on and make it happen. And you just went through it all ahead when we started here this evening was the fact that that Vegas game was a perfect example of what he wanted of what he's been preaching and what the, the guys are coaching to our defense score. Move the puck quick. Get it out of our zone safe. Don't fool around. And let's don't keep, when we went into our forecheck for a few games, the coach said that we were getting caught, I like this phrase, defensively, offensively. And what he meant was we were taking too many chances in the offensive zone on the attack. The, the defense were pinching when they should have, should not have. Uh, the defense were getting caught. Uh, odd man, the forwards weren't backing them up. A whole lot of little things that the coach wanted and that talked about, and you could see it all come to fruition in Vegas. Now the key is just carry it on, play that way. Crispy, we saw goals from all four lines the other night, and and, and the power play. Um, but I'm wondering, in your mind, is that a change? in the scheme or are just some of these young guys, maybe guys, you know, that we haven't been relying on or trusting all of a sudden breaking out. Yeah, it is. You know what, Jim, that's a good point, but we also have to figure out that we're getting, and we keep talking about that word we throw out there, depth. And we are definitely getting more depth in our forwards, more skilled guys on your third and fourth lines, third and fourth lines. Now, not just to fill in ice time or to hold uh hold off the team in the last two minutes or whatever. They're counted on now not only to play solid, but to also contribute. And when you look at all the players that we have offensively on each line, um, that's not unreasonable to ask for them. And they're, they're coming through for you. And now when they put out, and like you say, you don't want to be one, two, three, fourth line, but whoever they put out over the boards, two things you fully expect from them, that they're going to attack and they have a chance of scoring each time. So that gives the coaching staff a whole lot more room to, to negotiate things. Of, of all of these guys that seem to be coming out of the woodwork and playing really, really well, is there anyone in particular that's really kind of surprised you, put a smile on your face? Yeah, the guy that I, I, I was looking forward to see how he was going to react this year was Granlin. 
And remember, he came at a tough time last year. Trade, his wife is expecting, uh, uprooted, et cetera, and what we thought. I, I'm very impressed with his game. He's come into his own now, showing us what it was all about when they made the trade uh, for him. Um, the other, I, I'm not I'm not surprised by it, but uh, Benino and Sissons, to me, are two guys that are really starting to come into their own and making it happen out there and becoming a force offensively and defensively. And that's what I've been waiting for, for those guys to start to come through. Terry Crisp is with us, Predators, tonight right here, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Crispy, I got to hand it to Kyle Turris. Now, I've been on his rear end for two years now, and I'm going to continue to stay on his rear end, but he is playing a thousand times better this season. Is it because the pressure's off of him with the addition of DeShane? Is it easier for him on the fourth line, or are you seeing a different player out there this year? You know, a combination of both. Now he's playing a style he's comfortable in. He knows he's being uh, depended on defensively. But he also knows in his own mind that he can score. And he's quite capable. He's proven that in the past. And I think right now in his mind, he's probably, you know what? Yeah, I've been beat up on. Uh, yeah, I've been maligned by a lot of the guys and whatnot. But now is my chance. He said, if I'm going to prove it, I have to prove it each time I go out on the ice. I'm only going to get so many chances. And I think he's, he's developed an inner satisfaction, I think is what I'm looking for now, knowing that he knows how, what he's capable of. He knows he can do it. And when he goes out with his line mates, they feel, yes, you know what? We get the puck to him, he can put it in. If he's got the puck, we get open, he can make a pass. I think he's just, I like the expression, he's comfortable in his own skin right now. Pekka's a, a year older, but you certainly don't see any change in his play, do you? No, Pekka, like we said, Pekka is not giving up his throne. Nobody, <laughs> whoever inherits that throne, GM, as you well know, is going to earn it on Pekka's times and... Just when you think you need a little spark and things are a little dark out there, they throw Pekka in, and he just throws you a game and say, whoa, he's done it again for us. But, like I, I say so many times, we've been spoiled over so many years with Pekka it's just It's a beautiful spoil, though. We, we don't want to get rid of it. We love the spoil that he's throwing at us. Crispy, in your opinion, how much can we get excited about games like Tuesday nights because it's so early in the season, and how much do we really have to wait Till this thing develops this year. We better get excited all the way through because, hey, it's no secret. Look at our division. Look at the West. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. Every team now that we're going to – tonight, you watch when we play Arizona, the difference in their team. Colorado, remember we said last year, this team is coming. They're about to burst through and become in the top bunch. They're right there with you. There's, there's no easy nights out there. So don't – we can't just cruise along and say, well, we'll get better and we'll catch them in the second half of the season. No, that's not going to happen this year. You're going to have to get out with the big dogs and right, run right in the pack with them. Yeah, win one, lose one, but you can't go on a loss streak or anything. You've got to stay because it's going to be too tough. It's not going to let up. Terry Crisp, as always. Crispy, I've missed you in my life, so I'll just have to see you on Saturday night at the game. Missed you guys. Catch you at the game. See you all at the rink. We'll see you, Crispy. Terry Crisp joining us on the show, as always. Crispy sounds excited by what he's seeing from the Predators right now. I mean, I, I know it's I know it's October, so I'm not going to get too you know worked up or fired up or anything like that. Now, if they lost every game so far, I'd be having a problem. But I, I mean, Crispy says, "Hey, in the West, every game's going to matter this year." And 
I mean, keep playing like that. We hope they all do better. Yeah, <laughs> we want, want to be a part of that. Get it to be like that down the stretch. Six one five seven three seven one zero two five. I have three quarterback lists for the next quarterback of the Titans. I have the quarterbacks I know the Titans should be able to get. The quarterbacks they maybe can get. And the quarterbacks they can't get. We'll get to that next. Plus your phones on on Floyd's crazy theory that the Titans are bringing back the coach and the GM no matter what happens the rest of this year. That's next on Jared and the GM. It is ESPN 1025 The Game. Did you know an estimated 1.2 million people in the United States are living with or are in remission from a blood cancer? Join ESPN The Game National for the 2019 Light the Night Walk at Nissan Stadium on Friday, November 1st. You could be the difference in saving a life by being a part of the 2019 Light the Night Walk. For more details, go to the game na- or go, excuse me, go to lightthenight.org slash event slash Nashville. Jared and the GM CSPM 1025 The Game is streaming on the Game Nashville app. Mariota should feel angry about losing his job to Tannehill because as you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Mariota's record. Tannehill's record is 42 and 45 career. And while Mariota has won a playoff game, a road game in Kansas Tannehill City. Tannehill never got to the Tannehill's never even been in the playoffs. He's had one winning season. Right. So he should feel angry about this. And Vrabel, to me, this just seems like one of those short-sighted decisions that in two weeks, maybe even less, is going to go, oh, we got to go back to Mariota because Tannehill threw five picks. Because we've, we've, we've seen this movie already. Do you, so think, you, just do, you think Vrabel, do you think Vrabel fears for his job and he makes this you know move? What? I, do you you know what, Tony, as quick as people pull the hook now, I understand why all coaches fear for their job. That was Michael Wilbon on Pardon the Interruption saying, hey, did they make this move out of desperation? And the GM is convinced that no matter what happens, I think if they go 2-14, and 14, I think Vrabel and Robinson are gone. Five and eleven, I think they both keep their jobs. Anything under five and eleven, then it's up in the air. They they cannot lose their jobs. I mean, they can lose their jobs. Well, I mean, if they do something dumb, but they're not going to lose their jobs for the record. We'll see about that. Now, I have a QB chart, okay? And these are I've got I think twenty two quarterbacks. The tight twenty three quarterbacks. The Titans have no chance of getting. Seven, I know they can get at the end of the season. And seven, that maybe they can get. Are you ready to go over the list? Can't wait. Okay, so stop me. <laughs> stop me. I spent the commercial break, Floyd telling me I'm not going to get married ever again. Uh, or ever, period. Uh, anywho, stop me if you get to a quarterback that you think the Titans could acquire. Well, what do you mean could acquire? Well, like. Going to be on waivers? No, like you, you could sign them. You could trade for them. Make a realistic trade for them at the end of the year. Well, I mean, you could probably get any of those guys with the right trade. Um, but, what, about, what will it take to get Russell Wilson? Like I said, I mean, the right trade, you go in there with four firsts or something. They may turn that uh, down with yeah, Russell. Maybe, and maybe they won't. So here's what I got. Here's the can't get list. Tom Brady, who's a free agent. Drew Brees, who's a free agent. Ben Roethlisberger. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Tua Tungavailoa, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, who's a free agent, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Nick Foles, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Matt Ryan, and Phillip Rivers, who is also a free agent. I think all of those guys are going to be off the market, per se. Even the free agents, Dak, Breeze, Brady, Rivers. Anybody on that list you think might that their team might let get away? I have no clue. I couldn't. I missed half the list. Okay, I'll go over it again for you. I, I, that's okay. 
Let's go to the next list. Okay, here are the guys I think the Titans can get at the end of the year. Eli Manning, Blake Bortles, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jameis Winston, Colt McCoy. Would you agree that all of those guys the Titans could probably get if they wanted at the end of the year? Uh, yeah. Okay, now here are the maybe. Here's the maybe list. And this is probably where if the Titans get a veteran quarterback, it's probably going to come from the maybe list. Derek Carr in Oakland. Matthew Stafford in Detroit. You know, if they go 7-8-1 and one this year, are they going to say, you know what, enough is enough with Stafford. We never win with him, so let's, let's get some picks and let's move on. Um, so I put Stafford on the maybe list. Josh Rosen. Kirk Cousins I put as a maybe because he'll only have one year left on that massive three-year deal he signed. But his welcome may be worn out in Minnesota by the time the season's over. Mm-hmm. So I put Cousins on the list. Uh, Cam Newton, who I want no part of, but I'll put him on the list. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who's a free agent, on the maybe list. And Andy Dalton in Cincinnati is a maybe. Okay. Do any of those guys excite you? Uh, nah. I mean, Stafford? No. You wouldn't want Stafford here? No. Oh, my God. I'd give my right you-know-what for Stafford. Forget about the left one. Stafford's 37. No, he's not. How old Stafford? Stafford's like my age. How, 30? Stafford's no. like 31. Ian's looking it up right now. Stafford. He's almost 32. He's 31. 32. He'll be 32 at the end of the season. He is younger than I thought he was. But, but. Would you trade your 2019 first for, or your 2020 first for Stafford? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Would they take your first for Stafford? They're not going to trade Stafford. Why not? Why would they? Because Who's, if they go like six. Who is their quarterback? Nine and one. They'll draft somebody because they'll have two firsts. Yeah. No. Maybe they love Justin Herbert. I don't think they would. I don't think they would trade Stafford. What about Carr in Oakland? I th- I get the feeling Gruden doesn't like him. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what their relationship. Just judging from that TV show, he was, loved him. Oh well, but, yeah, but that's propaganda. No, I mean, that's, I'm just saying, just judging from that. Judging from the TV show, they loved AB too. Uh, Rosen, would you have any interest in him? Uh, he's a project. Bridgewater. Maybe. Do you think the Saints let Bridgewater get away? Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure they would. I mean, if they, because unless they're getting rid of the quarterback they have, they're not getting rid of Breeze. Dalton? Cousins. I don't, again, Dalton? I mean, who? if Dalton goes, who's your quarterback? You know, they're out starting all over again, like always. Yeah, but they're going to have the number two pick in the draft this year. Well, yeah. And the and the coach is a QB guru, so maybe he I mean, wants Dalton, to draft his guy. Dalton is like the, you know, number four rated quarterback in the league or something. Yeah, I mean, Marcus he, is like the seventh rated quarterback in the league, and he lost his job. So well, uh, Yeah, know. but I mean, Dalton is, I mean, I think I'd be shocked if they let him go too. They haven't won a game. Have not won a game. And you're gonna val- you're gonna argue for keeping Andy Dalton? To me, I think Andy might go into the can get category. Like I I don't 
you know, he may be like in the Tannehill department after this coming year. Let's go to your phones, as promised. 615-737-1025. Ty agrees with me about Vrabel and Robinson. Go ahead, Ty. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, I say 95%. I don't think Robinson will go. But they go 2-14, and, and especially after 9-7 last year. That With the talent they have on their, on their roster, most likely he probably will lost the, the room. And he'll be gone. I think he'll be gone, especially if there's a couple with somebody sitting out there that's one of those offensive gurus from college or something like that. Oh, he'll be gone. He'll be gone. I, I to it to it. I mean, I really another pro bowl prediction. If Tim Hill throws five picks or gets hurt, they're going to put to be to save his job. He's going to put Mariota back in the game and hope that he could uh, bring him back. So, well, I don't think there's opinion. any doubt. Thank you for the call, Ty. I don't think there's any doubt if Mario if. Uh, Tannehill is lousier, gets hurt. They will go back to Mariota, but that will just be a temporary solution until the end of the year. Yeah, I mean that's that's not a solution. That's just a band aid, you know. I think under the anything's possible category, like if if something were to happen and Marcus were to go in there, I do feel as if there's a chance that Marcus could win the starting job back because I just I've seen Vince Young do it too many times. And by too many, I, mean, I don't I think there's any problem like with him times. becoming the starting quarterback. But at the end of the season, he's gone. That's my point. I know, but it just felt like with Vince and Kerry Collins, they kept bouncing back between the two. And every time they made the change, that guy lifted that team for that period of time yeah, I, until finally I, Vince threw his pads into the stands. I think one of the things Vrabel made clear you know, early was that he wasn't going to get into that back-and-forth thing. So I think, I don't know. There's a thousand things that could happen between now and later on. Yeah, plus, you know, that, that's, I call that the Monday diet theory. I'm going on a diet on Monday. Are you really? Well, then I'd call me on Thursday and tell me how that's going for you. Because we hear that all the time. And that's just, I mean, that to me, that's the, the I'm going on a diet on Monday. That's my theory on that is that Vrabel says, I don't want to get in a back and forth. I don't want to have a revolving door. Tannehill throws five picks this week against the Chargers. Marcus will be back in there. Marcus then has another game like Denver, then maybe Tannehill will be back in there. Every coach says they don't want to do that, but then when push comes to shove, I mean, they said that they weren't going to take Marcus out. You said they weren't going to take Marcus out. Marcus gets the whole year. It's October 17th, and Marcus is the backup. I mean, there is no... No reason that he should get another shot after that performance. It's one game. No reason. If Derrick Henry's four no games last year, reason. If Derrick Henry's four games last year wasn't enough to make you believe in Derrick, then Marcus's one terrible half at Denver should not be a reason to completely give up on him. Uh, and that is that is what you've done. Well, but I mean, you had already not, given up on him before that, which Ian and I established on Friday, despite the fact that you denied it. It was, it was as we all know. I mean, what has there been any indication for the four years that he's been here that he's the franchise quarterback? Yes. And that would be? Year two and year three. Year two, I will give you. Year three, I will not give you. And year four, I certainly won't give you. No, year four was and, and the first six games or five games of year five, I will not give you. So, no, he has not. I mean, he's not a franchise quarterback. It's that simple. That wasn't what you were saying on Friday. 
I didn't. I said I didn't know. I said all along. I don't know where you get you. I don't know how somebody with such a good memory can say some stuff that's so dumb. Hey, we were all there. Just dumb. We were all there Friday. Me, you, Jeez. Christy, Dave. I Ian, have said from the beginning. Tyron and Brentwood. What are we going to do with year five? We're going to see if, in fact, he's the guy. Can we print this on his forehead, Ian, please? No, you may not. it in the studio for you. Please. Year five was to see if he's the franchise quarterback. Year five is to see if he's the franchise quarterback. Have we got that? We'll see. 615-737-1025. Load up the phones for Ask the GM. You and the GM. And just so you guys know, I just got him a little rowdy, so get excited. 615-737-1025. Ask the GM. is presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Nashville and Bob Steak and Chop House. And, of course, the best call for the GM will win a pair of tickets to see A Day to Remember with special guests Prevail at Municipal Auditorium on Friday, November 22nd. 615-737-1025. Ask the GM your calls next. It's ESPN 1025 The Game.